electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Sarah Eisen here with Jim Cramer. We are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl and David have the morning off. Take a look at futures right now. Remember, we had a big turn in the market yesterday. Started off weak, got strong throughout the day. We'll see if that can happen today. Down 68 points. Walmart's up about 4% in pre-market. That's helping the tone overall, but we're still down across the board. NASDAQ futures down 40. Our roadmap for the hour is going to start with the retailers reporting. Walmart and Home Depot both out with results. We'll dig through the numbers. Plus, we are whale watching from Buffett to Tepper. We'll break down the big bets, what they sold and why. And Zoom shares falling pre-market after City says sell. But we'll begin with earnings from the two Dow components. Walmart's quarterly results beating lowered Wall Street expectations. After the retailer issued a profit warning about three weeks ago, U.S. comps rising 6.5%, including strength in grocery, with e-commerce growth up double digits. Walmart also reaffirming its second-half guidance. Do not miss an exclusive interview with CEO Doug McMillan coming up in the next hour with our Courtney Reagan. Meantime, Home Depot posting record earnings and revenue in Q2, citing strong demand for home improvement projects. But the company did see the number of customer transactions fall during the quarter. Perhaps that's why the stock is down one and a half percent pre-market. Inventories were also up, what, 38 percent? Yeah, we don't know how much of the inventory is because of higher inflation, what they bought. But, yeah, it, it, there definitely is a problem here. And I have to love the company very much. But uh, the average ticket tracked 9 percent compared with 11.4, offsetting a 3 percent decline in total customer transactions. You want to see the customer transactions up because that demonstrates exactly the real demand. Uh, look, these are both really fine companies, and Home Depot managed to thread the needle. I think that people felt they were going to miss. But they have really good contractor business. Tomorrow's lows, they do a better do-it-yourself uh, do business. Uh, Walmart had guided down and beat the guy down. And I think that this, I'm not saying that, it's, uh, that it isn't a true beat. I am saying that you have to go into it to the point, and I look forward to the interview, how much of his gasoline coming down, how much of his trade down, people uh, shopping there versus other places, and how much of it was just a bad estimation uh, with the new CFO, uh, John Rainey, who was from PayPal. Right. And uh, that's uh, questionable. I'm not denying that it's good. I am saying that you, when you beat the street after you've lowered twice, it's not as big an achievement as people think. Well, sure. It's a good thing they beat, I guess, Very and, and target at out tomorrow with also lowered expectations. I was just listening to the, the earnings call, Doug McMillan speaking, also the new CFO, John, was speaking. They, they talked about how things are looking better toward the end of the quarter and into right now. Back to school, for instance, right. they say is strong. Flannel shirts, Doug McMillan was talking about, $12 flannel shirts selling really well, despite some of the softness they've seen in apparel. And they talked up the fact that they have gained share in grocery, where well, they, they continue have. to do the value for their customers, unlike other grocers. Right. I think it's well, Costco does better. You get better prices there. I think that what's interesting is you've got uh, a belief in this country that food can only go up in price and that that's one of the big problems of inflation. But then you have Walmart, which is a true inflation fighter. And you also have private label at all the different supermarkets you and I follow, which is, again, uh, competitive 
to branded. Anything that's against branded is going to lower the price for the consumer. Uh, I don't think that in either of these reports is anything that the Fed should move on. But I do like the fact that w- the consumer is getting smarter and just not taking the beat. That's what they've been doing. Well, neither of these really speak to recession. They're both growing sales. Exactly right. And, they're, and while they're seeing a slowdown in, in some parts of the business, margins certainly are under pressure because of supply chain, it, it does feel like some of those aspects are getting a little better. Yes. Gas prices are coming down. Fuel logistics are getting a little bit easier. I think that the, lower of, the lowering of gasoline, is the, is the delta, so to speak. It's the biggest part of the economy that's changed. Uh, oil itself can't seem to catch a bid. To me, uh, the real underlying story is, is that oil went to 115 uh, in the second week of June because a lot of people felt that, that Russia was going to be bottled up. Russia instead becomes a price cutter oil uh, exporter, kind of throws off all the models. We're still dealing with that. Some people have set up a false construct that the reason why it's going down is because the strategic petroleum reserve. Not true. But well, also weakening demand. China, there, there U.S., was actually Europe. Weakening demand. You know, but we have to talk about China. There's a grave mis- misperception about China. We tend to think that when China, this happened yesterday morning, when things are weak in China, it's bad for us. And that was the opening, uh, beginning, say, 4 a.m. yesterday all the way. That's completely untrue. Uh, it's a false dichotomy. We don't care if China's weak. Because the government will bail out their economy. Because they already it's did a, a tot- recut. It's a totalitarian government, and they can do whatever they want. But we don't want them being the marginal buyer bidding things up. We don't care the copper's down. It's good. Now, we don't use as many. They use half the world's copper. Uh, but we don't want them to bid up anything, and they won't be able to. Why is that bad? Tell me why it's bad that China's Well, China because a lot of multinational companies sell in China. Three. <laughs> More than three. Look. Apple, Nike. And Starbucks. Caterpillar. Caterpillar does, uh, oil's bigger than Caterpillar to China. So you're there's saying, three. You're, oh, so there's you're, three. You're saying three. you're not worried about the China slowdown. But I, I'm rooting for the China slowdown. I'm rooting for the China. Because China bids up everything, and I want tariffs. I'm glad that we are being tough for sale on solar, because the Chinese have destroyed industry after industry. We don't want that anymore. Uh, by the way, they're the, you know, we can cut back all we want in coal. It's a very coal. kind of contrarian thing. Uh, yeah, why not? We can cut all the way. Well, look, I think that there's. There's a perception that China is somehow our partner. And that was just done by multinationals to, to, I think, kind of bamboozle the people because we made this deal, right? That the working person gets lower prices in return for bigger profits for branded goods. And I think that that was fine when China was a true trading partner, although they always tried to get the better of us. But now I don't, you know, China, China flies over or, or semi-attacks and plans attacks on Taiwan. We send over uh, the Speaker of the House. We're not... It, but we finance them. Uh, you know, it, it, that's so good. Emerging markets will feel it. There's, there's a ripple effect from China. But what about the U.S., Jim? The ripple effect is we want the Chinese to do our uh, We want them to help us get the Fed to stop. Right? We want, we want them, them on the side the of deflation. So that, bidding so that's everything. My I'm not bidding about, aluminum up, bidding steel up. It's my question about the U.S. as well, because we've had some weaker economic data, too. Yesterday, New York Fed manufacturing. Today, housing starts but significantly we weaker. That. We need the housing companies to overbuild. That's typically what they do right now. They look at how low mortgage rates are. Remember, they were three and a half, three months ago. And they say, wow, you know what? This is a great opportunity. Let's keep building houses. And they didn't do that. They showed tremendous discipline. So they're not playing ball. Now, that's good. Doug Yearly, leader, uh, Stu, Stu Miller at Lennart. They're really Mm -hmm. smart. They're not going to do the wrong thing. So where do we get the deflation? We need deflation. It's certainly not going to be in flannel shirts after what Doug McMillan said. (laughs) $12, though, he was saying. He he bought two himself. Well, 
he put to himself. Yeah. Well, there you I go. I learned that from the, I learned that's that from what we the conference call. Really? How many did uh, John Rainey buy? He did, he did he buy uh, tank tops? What did he buy? <laughs> he, didn't mention, he didn't mention what he bought. But one thing that I got out of the, the call is that inventories are still really messed up. For not, for not just Walmart well, and Target, but for some of these okay. other companies. Did you see Matt Boss? I know you love uh, to sure. follow him. He was JP on, Morgan he was on, on your show. Bell. You think I missed your show? What do you have your mind? It's the most important Nike. hour of trading. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. 65% of the Nike inventories, he said, are in transit, and they're coming in, well, and they're the wrong season. Well, they uh, versus Costco, which had its own fleet. I, I mean, I, look, I don't know how to judge Donahoe right now. Now, we see Foot Locker on Friday, but remember, yep. they've been trying to de-Foot uh, de Locker because they went direct to consumer. Nike's a quandary. Are they as well-run as they used to be? Well, I think that the analysts will tell you yes, and they've been very impressed, and they like Donahoe's pivot even farther into digital okay, and the metaverse. But don't you prefer stocks that go higher than lower? Well, Nike is susceptible to some of the macro issues, and supply oh. chain has been a big one. China, both for production I, I, I and for demand. I prefer stocks that are less susceptible. Although every day someone comes out and says Apple's being hurt on the service revenue because of China, there is a lot of game revenue. And I continue to believe that if you think that Apple is levered to Chinese gaming, you really kind of miss the whole point of a guy by the name of Tim Cook, who happens to be an excellent CEO. Yeah, we're going to talk about Apple a little bit later because getting, getting a little stricter on their back-to-work policies. Yeah, well, you know. I think bringing that, corporate back to work. But just on, on retail but, and the yes. consumer. So you met, we're going to get Lowe's. We're going to get Target. Right. Do these results today signal anything for some of the other that are coming? Well, look, I think that Lowe's is more do-it-yourself, but, but there's no doubt about it that Marvin Ellis is doing a great job. I continue to believe that, that uh, Brian Cornell Target. took the hard charge, uh, cleared the inventory, and the stores are now levered to, uh, remember, a lot to CVS, which is on fire. CVS on fire. And a lot to Ulta, which is doing incredibly well. Especially now that we've seen other, what, will we have Estee Lauder this week? Right. Will they buy Tom Ford? Tom Ford? Boy, would that be expensive? We don't want Fabrizio Fred to change strategy. It's a good like brand. They make... Nice sunglasses. Why do we have to pet we? And beauty. Like I work Good there. perfumes as well. Yeah, um, let's exactly. talk 13Fs because billionaire investors highlighting their investment moves through these regulatory filings called 13Fs. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway buying up more Apple, more Amazon, Activision, and Chevron while tripling its stake in Ally Financial. It's more than a billion-dollar stake now. Exiting Verizon. Meantime, David Tepper's Smart. Appaloosa Management cutting positions in Amazon, Alphabet, Micron, Mosaic, and Microsoft. So kind of follows... Some, some de-risking we have seen from the big players around Wait, technology in particular. Which has been completely wrong for the last four weeks. Yes. Now, I know that if you're a billionaire, you can't be wrong. It's also if not. You go, if you're a billionaire, you've got to be right. There's a caveat. We don't necessarily see the full exposure. We don't see no, swaps and No, and they also could have traded out of it. They could have traded. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly not three arrow. Whoa, great piece <laughs> in New York Magazine. But I, I, look, at, I look at, at Dave Tepper's piece, uh, his moves, and I say he may have reversed already. He's very difficult to track down. And maybe he's been buying the banks, which have been a fantastic performer so far. Kind of quietly, especially uh, with lower interest quiet. rates. Unbelievably quiet. Ten-year yield's been down like every day. Not unlike the 1990 okay. to 1992 period, where Alan Greenspan, then Fed chair, decided in order to be able to end the Savings SNL alone. crisis so it didn't go further, decided to raise the short rates to be able to reliquify the bank's balance sheets. Well, don't we have that now? This is exactly what we have. It's time to be Bank of America. It's even time to be Charlie Scharf. My chapel trust owns that uh, uh, Wells Fargo. And there's going to be, remember, the sanctions were put on five years ago, February. 
So maybe if he gets the sanctions lifted, he has to do a lot of different things. It, it, does, it does feel like this is all predicated on the Fed pausing, right. easing, which is becoming right. a very big bet in the market. And, and that's not what we're hearing from the Fed. It's just well, not. We want the Fed to come back in September and put the hammer. to. We don't want them. If you're a bull, you don't want them to let up. Because think about it. They did three quarters. They said on pause, but we're going to do another. And the market has a tremendous rally. So I think the market very much wants to see discipline with Fed. Yeah. And how about those flannels? What else did he buy? <laughs> That's what I heard about was yeah. the flannels. That yeah, was Doug one, is one on, example. Doug's very granular, and I appreciate his information. Flannels I appreciate two down, uh, two charges in order to be able to get it so that the we have, we have to go. We've got, we've got data coming. We've got industrial production. Oh, no. Also still to come, we've got an exclusive interview with Walmart CEO Doug McMillan at the top of the next hour. But first, Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Take a look at futures right now. 62 points lower on the Dow. NASDAQ down almost 40. More Spock on the street when we come right back. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here with more breaking news. We're expecting our July read on industrial production and capacity utilization. Expecting a number up three-tenths on production. And do remember, on utilization rates, April, we're up at 8.42. That was the best in 14 years. And it's hitting the wires up six-tenths of 1% on industrial production. Twice what we were expected. Up six-tenths is the best number since April when it was up 0.77 and on utilization rates about as expected 80.3 80.3 and that sequentially is following 80.0 until it's revised anything above 80 is pretty good that now makes it four in a row above eight 80 percent and that indeed is something good at this point especially on the good side we know services are starting to ramp up but it is something to pay ah revision I, I spoke too soon. 79.9, one-tenth below 80, now stands as our June read. Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count you down to the opening bell. Another 23% move up yesterday on Bed Bath & Beyond. Got a downgrade today. Yes, but B. Riley uh, wasn't really substantive, but it, you do have to wonder whether this uh, company, which is certainly challenged, uh, by the way, because of a buyback, not just because of, uh, of Mark Tritton not doing necessarily a good job when he was uh, running the company. He was former chief merchant from Target. No fool. But I, here's what I think is important. This is a meme stock, so therefore it loses any sort of a grounding on what it's really worth. 48% of it's short. Sarah, tell me who would stay short given that 
inflation. <laughs> After this What's week, about I don't know. No, and then it's up uh, like sixty-three percent this week. We heard Leslie Pepper talk about that. I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan Cohn was buying out-of-the-money calls. Now, if you want to trap uh, shorts, what you do is you go in and do exactly that. How do you hedge? If you're short those calls, how do you sh- how do you hedge that? You go by common. Now you're really caught. So it's a brilliant strategy. It's clear this is well orchestrated. If you check the Wall Street bets, um, they okay. So they're not actually a fan of mine, but there are a lot of people who are not fans of mine. It doesn't bother me. But they are really trying to get. They're not a fan of fundamental analysis. Well, I think they're a fan of breaking whoever is short. And look, I, I look. I've always Why said this company issued more stock. Like I, asked, this be a I said, I said that they should put out twenty. That they should, should issue twenty million shares. It would certainly make it so that their credit line, I'd feel better about it. Maybe give some time to sell. Uh, bye bye baby, uh, which was a plan that was on. Remember, they did this Excellent very failed strategy. The, look, the way you want to look at this is look at JC. It's JC Penney. They tried to do a major change. The public didn't need it, but they had to do it because the thing was just falling, falling, falling. Uh, while, while at the same time, they're buying back a ton of stock. And uh, that was very uh, ill-advised. So now uh, they should call a board meeting and issue stock, which would then, of course, unfortunately sate the short squeeze. And the, the Wall Street bets people, of course, would blame me as if she's my puppet. Not true, although I like to shop there. It's what GameStop did. It's what AMC did. It certainly took advantage of the, the situation. The fact that we are seeing the meme return, the fact that Bed Bath & Beyond is up more than 60% over well, a week, does, does that signal something about, about this market? Is it getting frothy, okay, so again, people wanted, sentiment-wise? People want to reach that conclusion. My problem with that conclusion is, is that these people pick a stock. They picked this one before, uh, and they operate on it. And we can't draw any conclusion about them because they're genuine outliers in the system. I don't think it's speculative. I do think that what you did see in the last few weeks are a lot of these uh, not great companies that came public putting in a nice round bottom. And that I see constantly. Whether you look at a Toast, uh, Allbirds, uh, Warby Parker, and these are companies that were brand names that came public, but that's all they really were. They're cutting costs now exactly. with the slowdown. Threat exactly. up today also, also with the report last costs. night. They recognize that they can't spend endlessly and then do secondaries. You got that dead right. So you're saying that's a sign that the market is, that, that good things are happening. It's yes. more rational. Well, we don't want everyone to go. Clear. Right. No, not, again, everything's not just going up. We have this bizarre, and I promise not to interrupt you again. No. That was my bad. We have this bizarre thing where do we want bad news? Do we want what happened with Best Buy last week and layoffs? Do we want Bed Bath to be in trouble, so to speak? And the answer is what you're talking about during the break. We want a soft landing. But we also have the best employment in 40 years. So theoretically, if you lose your job, you're going to get another job. I like to know where the 100,000 people who left Amazon, did they get jobs? It's not hard to get a job in this country. Three and a half percent unemployment, right? right. I mean, remember, we're hiring 80,000 accounts. It takes a year and a half above college to be able to get an account. We are causing, the federal government is causing a lot of the, what I regard as being the incredible employment picture. Industrial production just coming in, double, double. expectations. And, and and your question was, is it too hot or is it soft landing? And I think that's something that the Fed is struggling to figure out. Believe me, J-Pal right now. this line between right. inflation and growth. Exactly. And what we want, you and I, as people, obviously we want people to get jobs, keep good jobs, not have to pay high taxes, and uh, go and have lower prices at the pump, lower prices at Walmart. Yes. That's a soft landing. Right. Provided that we also get housing down and rents are the sticking point. Rents haven't come down and autos because of chips. Well, we hope that Walmart busts that or Treehouse doing 
And, and wages, too, a lot of people think. Well, I think we want people to have high wages, but that has put this sort of wage price spiral we story into effect. Dutch bros yes. in a seminal moment on Mad Money said that the real issue with wages is job hop. Job hop. Yeah. yeah. People just have the power. Right. The pe- power to the people. Power to the workers. What do you think of that? I you think know, it's going to be tough for Apple to bring back uh, corporate Okay, so you know who else had that same idea? Joe Biden? No, Trotsky. Uh, close. Just kidding. Uh, opening bell. Just a few minutes away. And then later, do not forget, we've got an exclusive coming your way with Walmart CEO Doug McMillan. His company's quarterly results boosting the stock about 4% pre-market. Squawk on the Street will be right back. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Apple reportedly ramping up its return to office push. According to the Financial Times, CEO Tim Cook sent a company-wide memo stating all employees at Apple headquarters and nearby offices would be required to come into work three days a week beginning September 5th after Labor Day. Cook saying the move would preserve the in-person collaboration that is so essential to our culture. And I'm sure a lot of other CEOs are rooting for him that this works because they also want to bring a lot of their employees back to work, but we've just been talking about it. it's a tight labor market. Right, it's a tight labor market, and I think there are a lot of people who have headquarters that they don't really want to be in, and a lot of people have headquarters where it's very expensive. Uh, a lot of people can easily do remote, although that Zoom downgrade today would make it seem like, well, actually, that's, that remote is so easy because the teams. You know, Sarah, I think that this is one of those stories where it depends on what you're doing. If you're software, it's easily collaborative. If you're hardware, you kind of have to beat it. The ideas, the culture. Exactly. That's why the bankers are, have been so adamant that people need to be back at work. Although the, the, the latest New York City return to work stats, it's like 40%. Yeah, I just think Low. You know, that, that's one of the reasons why you still can't, can't get your arms around what's happening in the economy. Because as you can imagine, if we're all going to go back to work, then we don't need that. We don't need to go to Williams-Sonoma and get anything. Sweet right? green. They blame that on the sweet green quarter. Uh, People bring- aren't back in their offices. They're not getting salad. They're not waiting in line to get salads it's during the lunch breaks. Sweet Greens <laughs> has a bit of a line down here. I didn't I didn't care for my Sweet Greens last week. Really? Did you, yeah. do you we'll get the, we'll the take kale it Caesar salad? We'll take it offline. Right. That's what I get. I think the added crispy rice is a is We're a free good... Georgetown guys and uh, I like Georgetown so therefore I'm somewhat partial to the company but Sweet Greens is not one of those companies by the way that blew up and that had to cut costs. Uh, blew up meeting for people who are just watching. They completely screwed it up. But it's true. There's so many distortions right now post-COVID. Even in the Walmart call we heard about this morning, there was a question on inventories. And and, and the perspective is so key. We were so lean last year, they said. So lean, we couldn't keep things on the shelf, so we needed to bulk up. And now we're seeing a quick change in consumer habits. And it's really hard to get a, a clear picture of demand. Double order. These companies all double ordered in order to get what they needed, and now they're caught long. That said, Walmart, I think, can actually impact the stock market today in a positive way. It's a big cap company. I do not think that Home Depot is going to end up being that down, but I'm not on the call. Need to know more. The call's going on right now, by the way. The, the, hit, the knock against Home Depot, it was good comps. 
good guidance. Some of the buy side may have expected them to raise guidance on sales. And then the transactions, you know, the fact that it was all driven by inflation and higher well, I, prices. Look, I think it's much, a lot of people felt to be a short shortfall. Ted Decker doing a very, very good job. If, I, look, I think that Home Depot has been punished unfairly. They had a decent spring, but the weather was bad at the beginning. So I just think that if you're selling Home Depot now, you really got to believe that the Fed's going to just hit us and hit us and hit us. Walmart, on the other hand, is same bleep because that's where people shop. The thing with Home Depot is the housing. And we did get housing starts that were a lot worse than expected. Right. Now, the, the home builders CEO, according to Diana Olick yesterday, said we're in a housing recession. So well, they, that's, that is not feeling a soft landing, that part of the economy. I think Home Depot would say at this, at this moment, you're capitalizing. If you're buying, remember, not expense, but capitalizing in order to be able to increase the value of your home, which has not gone down. Uh, it's a quandary how to value Home Depot. Walmart is, you know, bang, bang. Uh, we miss, we miss. And then they do a number. And it's like, okay, well, now we finally beat the number. I don't know. Food is very interesting. It was up it, in the inflation report. the Pennsylvania Senate race on food? I heard uh, Dr. Oz is shopping for crudite. Crudite. That's what they like in Philly, right? Yeah, but at $20. And Fetterman, his opponent, kind of suggests that crudite is not interesting. Do you know what store Dr. Oz was doing that? No. Wegner's, which of course is the wrong store because that's Wegner's. a combination of Wegner's, Wegner's. and Alpha Alpha. Even West. I knew that. You well, I know. I mean, with Dr. Oz's, you know, who knows? I just bring it up because he was talking about the high price of food. Which was and he up 13 percent last month, year over year. I have a problem with that. Now, we're going to hear Deere on Friday. Mm-hmm. Now, Deere is going to tell you supply chain. You know, look, there is supply chain problems throughout the system. But I think that when you look at Ukraine, they are exporting some, but you know, started have a bumper wheat. crop in South America. Also, what I'm hearing from some of the packaged food companies, and we had Utz on, on yesterday, is that the bulk of the pricing I- items, the pricing moves, which basically means raising prices, shrinking packages, has been done. Maybe they're still looking at doing right. it more if they're dealing with cost inflation, but, but they're, you know, Utz CEO said, we've made a lot of the strategic pricing moves. We're not looking to do anything else unless the environment totally shifts. So that, that actually bodes well for food inflation. Or- Okay, so in the interview, uh, with, with, what Dylan has said, is very good. Remember, that is a SPAC, one of the few successful one of the SPACs. Few good ones, yeah. uh, I was always surprised that they were not eviscerated by Frito-Lay. They stayed nimble. They made an acquisition. Uh, they're in a very difficult sec- section of the supermarket. You and they know, have cheese balls. Price wars. Which Frito-Lay okay, does so, not. <laughs> yeah, and now the one reason why I didn't want them on Mad Money was because they always give us two <laughs> things of cheese balls. And my wife says, look, let you stop it with the Baconator, but you continue. Let's hold off on that. I'm still waiting for my cheese balls. Just want to tell you, the market you really? is open. They're three, Ooh, they're good po- statement. <laughs> there are three positive sectors. Energy is on top of, uh, okay, to get so, back from yesterday. Now, do you not find energy to be a fatuous trade? Yesterday, oil was down really big. Right, was down five. The, yep. the oil stocks did not go down. Uh, prelude to be able to say, wait, wait a second, what's going on? The oil stocks rushed to Brazil, an amazing piece this morning, RBN Energy, talking about the brilliant strategy of Devon and how they're buying contiguous properties, Pioneer 2, and the discipline these are uh, showing by absolutely just paying gigantic. So you're saying energy stocks can go up even if crude oil prices are going down? Not just Devin. I saw your interview last week. That was good. You did? Yeah, of course. I watch it. Look, I've already referenced your interviews. interviews. Yeah, a lot of mutual you. fandom. I was just going to say the, uh, the the market does not want to go down was something you said on the morning meeting yesterday. Right. And right. and I wonder how much longer that is that getting tired because it's been well, four it's, weeks it's the in fifth, a row. It's the fifth week. But if yeah. you look at that bottom, the down 20 percent bottom, that made a lot of these smart money people get short. 
They thought it was going to be a prolonged downturn because it's down 20%. Remember, rates 3.5 going to 4. Oil 115 going to what, 346? We saw some r- ridiculous projections. And the dollar was surging. That turned too. Right. So we have a situation where a lot of people are caught short. Uh, we don't see from the 13Fs how short. And I sure. think they're frantically trying to bring the shorts in, and they've not been able to do so. You wanted to talk Zoom video, I know, because got a sell today by Citigroup, taking down from 99 to 91. Better late than never, but I think that the, the bottom line of, um, of the note was that there's still more pressure coming from competition, like okay. teams. Yeah, well, Eric Yuan has to take some of that cash, CEO, and deploy it in a way that can be uh, complementary to Zoom. And he's not done it. Uh, so that's how Peloton gets hurt. You have Peloton, you have Zoom, you have these companies, DocuSign. They had all this money that came in, a Clorox, and they failed to deploy it. And because so they just didn't figure out that, the, that, that these tailwinds would not last? Could be a failure of imagination. Could be a recognition that you thought you had a superior product to Teams, but it didn't matter because Teams is embedded. Yep. Uh, and you go up against Microsoft. But I think the Zoom story is a... Now, my stepson worked in Zoom, uh, and in total, he's not, not there now. He's had an insight, really good venture capital in New York. And, and I think that the culture's fabulous. I, I think that they were incredibly hardworking, but I also think they need to diversify. I wanted them to do some gambling stuff. It didn't, you know. You wanted Zoom, or you wanted your... Zoom to do gambling. Oh. But no, that's like me just musing at the dinner table. Hey, why don't you get... And he, of course, being the complete uh, you know, good, honest guy, never said anything. I had no idea how, the, how Zoom was doing from him. I had it from Wall Street, which is the way it should be. Which is not great. The stock is down 70% it, from the high. True. <laughs> true. But what does matter is I think that if they, they can still redeploy, it's not too late. It's not too late. Financial oil rolls over here because Chevron's barely up. I'm so sorry. Oil's up. Staples now are it's going to roll over. Walmart. Chevron's barely green. Now, Salesforce, did you see that piece this morning? Yes. On Dow stock? That, you know, cutting price target. Well, that's foreign back. exchange, right? Yeah, exactly. Headwinds. But headwinds, we should use that more. Headwinds? That term. Well, everything's headwinds. But Mark's back. Mark Benioff's Benioff. back. Doing did, he, the, did he ever go? Yeah, he went to Indonesia for a couple. He went offline. Oh. You couldn't, you know I mean? You tried to he get... He has Brett Taylor there. Oh, yeah? No, he's a, he's a Twitter. <laughs> well, yes, he's, he's in Detroit, but imagine? he's co-CEO of Salesforce. Can you imagine? So has anything changed fundamentally for Salesforce in terms of the environment for IT spending? That's a great question. No, Workday got a price target cut, too, and a lot of software as a service companies have been hurt here. The stocks, not the companies necessarily. We've got to see how the companies are doing, but it does matter. You know, we haven't touched on two things. We haven't touched on Disney. Let's touch on Disney. Okay, so uh, the bottom line on Dan Loeb, Dan, I love you, is that these ideas have all been seen and all been kicked around. There's nothing new under the sun, Dan Loeb. You're not a fan of the ESPN spinoff? Well, I think, need, I think ESPN needs to, it's kind of more symbiotic than he makes, harder to pull out. Uh, can, what can they pay for Hulu, Hulu. parent company, this network? We don't know Hulu, this, this state that they need to get. They don't have a good balance sheet, and that's what I think people keep forgetting. And you blame the deal for Fox on that. Well, you pay $71 billion for something. Maybe Avatar does well. It's very much embedded in the system. You don't know what the true price, if it were written down, would be worth. I don't think $71 billion. By the way, the Murdochs had that at Comcast versus, uh, and Bob Chapek ended up paying too much. True or false? Bob Chapek didn't do the deal. False. Right. Right. Bob that was Iger. That was right. good. And that was been, been, Remember true yeah, false? I got it. I got it. It takes me we a second. We can do multiple choice. We could do, um, I don't know, <laughs> so, Iger. We could throw 
somebody. But Disney's still down more than 20% this well, year. Well, it's okay. turned. They had a good quarter. It was a but great has quarter. Has proven himself with his strategy? I think that there's been, I can't say who, a lot of uh, disparaging of Bob Chapek. Uh, excellent commencement. Well, the Florida issue was a debacle. Okay, well, it, nobody's perfect. That involved, you know, my kids were very upset about that. That's when you know. When you're, well, your four-year-old's probably not really in that No, he, he's happy he caught, a, he caught a baseball at the I don't know, maybe he's Mets and he's all over that. I don't know. That, my four-year-old hey, I, loves Disney, so Well, that, that, no a lot of four-year-olds there. do. That's a, kind of a common perception that you have there. I wouldn't say that's breaking. I understand that they have pricing power on Disney Plus because of my four-year-old. But, well, that could be. Um, but more importantly, in terms of what, what, uh, what, what Loeber really wants to do is just kind of shake things up on the board level. Now, yes. if you go over that board... I think it's an exceptionally good board. We don't know who he thinks should be shaken up, but have you looked at that board? I know. I, I know some of the. Don't you board think the people are good? They Mary Barr's good. Mark from Amy Chang Nike. just joined. Mark, Mark, Mark Parker was always a visionary. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. Um, now some of these people. Froman's very smart. Safra Katz, I think, is, I've always been in awe of how good she is. Susan Arnold will be leaving. Calvin McDonald, come on. How Lula great Lemon. is Calvin he was, McDonald? He was a recent ad how great well. is he? He's, he's, he's executed really well. Right, so what are we going to do? Uh, who are we going to get rid of here? Uh, Lago Messino. I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name. I just think that this board seems very good to me. Francis D'Souza, it's interesting. Think choice. of all of his proposal. The ESPN spinoff maybe resonates because that has been a source of weakness now for years. And it's why they, they pivoted toward Disney Plus to begin with, isn't cash it? Cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Look, I think that Leverage, we, though. we used to remember we used when, when ESPN had 100 million followers. 100 million subscribers. They thought it was going to go to 110 instead of goes to 80. But they do have, it's, there is a way to be able to say this is not the right time. I don't know what you, why don't you just give the guy a chance? Chapek run the company for a while. Still. Well, the board is giving him a chance. They renewed him. But why should they fire him? I mean, the theme parks, the theme parks are doing extraordinarily well. Why should, what's, the, what's the bear case for this guy? What did he do? Well, I think. The- Other than the Florida. Yeah. Right. It's just it's a it's a credibility issue. It's a fact the stock is underperformed. The streaming is kind of at an inflection point, which is not him, but right. we're, we've seen that from Netflix well, as well. He's an operator. What do you want? Do you want to be, bring a more creative person in because he's from? There was no mention of there was no mention even in Third Point, right? Of, of Bob Chapek replacing him or anything like that. Give us some people you think should bring in. Tell us which board members you don't like. Well, Disney came back. They said they welcome all investor. Well, I mean, that's a, common, that's a common theme. Right. Look, I just think my charitable trust owns it, really believe in it, believe in Chapek, don't think Chapek should be disparaged, uh, welcome any uh, collective discourse. You know, they got a bus- yeah, kind of a meeting there today, and from what I can tell, there are a lot of people who feel uh, that the board is actually very good, and you're taking shots at some very important good people on that board. And I don't think it's right. I think that the board is exceptional. How about Snowflake? Let's move on because there's some weakness here in technology, which is isn't interesting because the Nasdaq's up 23% from that low we talked about in June. Snowflake, Citigroup here, uh, warning on some on some softness and some of their stories ahead of ahead of earnings. Right. Well, okay. So this is we know one of the toughest CEOs. we got the Flying Dutchman here and Frank Slootman. Yep. Slootman's relentless. Slootman will not stop. He's got a great business model. His book's actually pretty good. It's a good way to learn about the cloud when he's got. Here's what I say about Slootman. He don't care. Slootman doesn't care. He's 
kind of like Marshall Sam Gerard in a seminal situation in the future. Uh, because he does, he's just building a company. And he's got a stock. So you don't sure, care that Citi's cutting estimates by 6%. UBS is warning of it's stock It's Frank Slootman. It's Frank Slootman. Bank with Slootman. If he misses the quarter, buy. Slootman's got a great business model. Have you ever talked to Slootman? I don't think I've, I've interviewed he's him. He's hilarious. But between uh, uh, Barry McCarthy, Peloton, yes. and Slootman, you've got the two toughest CEOs in the world. Well, pa- don't be on the bad side of those guys. So are you also recommending Peloton? No, no, he hasn't been able to prove himself yet. But he, don't worry, he will, but not yet. Market liked that the fact that they're cutting more. Well, because he's not, he takes no prisoners. He's, he's a TNP. Slubin's TNP, too. Take no prisoners. Take no prisoners. Got it. Um, so under some pressure here on the, on the tech side, ServiceNow, Salesforce, I guess that's, it's not, yeah, not helping. Went, some of these. He just went over it twice. Well, like when you let, oh, headwinds, foreign exchange headwinds. How many times? How many times does McDermott have to come better. on our air and say business is fine for people to believe him? Well, he said he said he didn't say that with you the first time, well, which is why people was, were so worried about it. The first time was a little it. bit revelatory. Uh, we talked about headwinds. The software cohort right now is a, is a, a dislike cohort. It is. People rather own. People started embracing it again on this idea that the Fed's going to pause and, and cut then, rates. Right, but then it reached the point where now we have to know if it's worthwhile or his business. And you're down. saying it depends on who's running it and the specific story. You can't wow. rip that. Yeah. yeah. Mind meld. Mind meld. Excellent. High five. Consumer staples are top performing sector. Walmart. Now, okay. So you're you big into 5. this 5.5%. You're big into the consumer staples. Yeah. Why is Clorox making a big comeback? Even though on Ollie's Army, you see Clorox stuff for sale all the time. Well, it's gotten very cheap and it's sold off pretty hard on the fact that People don't aren't buying wipes. Right. How about PepsiCo being anymore? the best performer in the in the market? PepsiCo has defense and growth, right? It's Especially with Frito Lay. Great CEO, Raymond McGuire. The question is, how defensive though do you want to be in this market, which has been led by growth over the past few well, weeks? I think it's the fact that you have growth. Look at Walmart. That's whoo. Big move. It's bringing Kroger higher, even though it's taking share in Kroger's grocery. Kroger's your guy. Higher. What do you think of Kroger? Kroger's been been doing well. You know, this, the food inflation story has actually worked for them as people are shopping more at home. Don't you use their private label, which is very good. And people have shifted into private label now. I think Kroger's very Lower good Lower income operator. consumers have traded down. So yeah. you like all of them, Kroger, Costco. I think they're very well run at this stage of the game. It's amazing. Now, you're seeing some companies make a comeback. Uh, you take Williams-Sonoma. This is my barometer because Laura Albert's really fabulous. You are seeing that stock go up, and this is, again, People aren't, you know, think about Tim Cook. Yeah. It isn't like he says, okay, I'm going to have people come back six days a week. I'm going to come back three days a week. You need that office at home. So it's time to go, I don't know, where do you want to go? Do you want to continue with Wayfair? West Elm. Or do you want to go to West, West Elm? Or RH? Hey, RH, remember that? Gary Freeman R-H, was the original though, guy who called expensive. it. Very expensive. Oh, you remember the club? On the, hub, on the higher income. What club? In the club? On the club, no. Join the RH the restaurant? club. Join oh, the, the club. club. Oh, the club. Yeah, I'm on club. You get discounts. Prices yeah. are great. Right. A little bit better. It's still very high priced. Well, okay. I think. All right. True. Jim, we got to get to Bob Bassani for a rundown on, on what's working, Bob, as we look at the Dow turn positive. S&P 500 under a little pressure. What are you watching? Well, flat, we're flat open here, but the important thing is the 
uptrend is still very much intact. Let's take a look at the sectors here. A little bit of move of energy, but Jim's right. Oil at 89, people are loving oil way down here because it enforces, reinforces the idea inflation is moderating a little bit. Consumer staples, you got Pepsi at a new high. You got a bunch of consumer staples not far from 52-week highs. The banks are holding up. Here's the important thing. Those retail numbers are holding up. Uh, the retail stocks are holding up. And just take a look here, Walmart and Home Depot. And the bottom line is, yes, the consumer's under some pressure from inflation. And yes, they're under some margin pressure, but there is no apocalypse in the retail space. So Walmart, Home Depot, take a look. Target's holding up. TJX is holding up right now. And overall, if you want to know what's going on in the stock market, the apocalypse has not materialized. In fact, it hasn't materialized in all three areas that's really important for us. For inflation, we could say, well, it's high, but it's moderating. How about the consumer? Well, obviously, they've had a hit from inflation, but the consumer is still pretty strong. And what about earnings? Uh, no apocalypse here. The earnings are lower for 2022 and 2023, but not by much. Still holding up is the way to look at it. But the market has changed. Look how the sentiment has changed in the last few months. Remember April, May, and June? Everyone was scared. Intense fear, reduced risk, reduced exposure. Wait a minute. Now we're in August. Oh, well, it's changed. Now we're at FOMO, fear of missing out. More risk and short covering. There's an additional component to the rally that could account for this last little leg up. For lack of a better word, I just call it panic buying. So imagine you're a hedge fund and you're long or you're long short and you're April. It's, you're usually 4% in cash. Suddenly you panic in June, you go to 20% cash. Wait a minute, it's the third quarter. The S&P's up 13%. But because you are 20% in cash, your hedge fund is only up 10%. You are underperforming. And as a result, you're being dragged back into the market despite the fact that the market is higher and more expensive and you're uncomfortable. You don't have a choice. Cash is not making you any money. And the rally is unusually broad. It's not just a few tech stocks here. I mentioned Arc having a great quarter, but consumer discretionary technology. The small cap Russell 2000 is more than 20% off its lows. The banks are more than 20%. It's not just a few tech stocks. It's a very broad rally. And big tech itself, well, that's come roaring back. Big tech was down 25% in the second quarter. Wait a minute. Look here. Apple's 5% from a new high. 5% from a new high. Analog, Texas Instruments, Microsoft 16%. Not bad, considering we were talking about some kind of apocalypse just a couple of months ago. Now what's happened is everyone's complaining the market's expensive. Yes, the market is expensive. It's now a little more than 18 times forward earnings. That's a big issue. But you know, Sarah and Jim, when you, you could talk about the market being expensive. You could say, historically, this is expensive. But if you're a hedge fund and you are underperforming on the quarter, that's a very academic discussion. All you care about is your benchmark is up 15% or 13%. And Sarah, you're only up 10%. You don't want to talk about the market multiple. You want to talk about how you can get back to performing or outperforming your your bogey. That's the issue for a lot of people out there right now. Yeah, the old FOMO That's coming right. back. Yeah. As you said I like it. that. Bob Vasani, Bob, thank you. Before we had to break, it is time for the bond report. Take a look at how treasuries are faring this morning. A little bit of selling with yields higher today. 285 is your yield on the 10-year. But keep in mind, the trend has been lower on yields. What? When June was talking, Jim, you were talking about the, the low for the stock market in yeah, June. The June high for the, for the bonds on the 10-year was 348. Yeah, that's, that's when everyone said they're going to four. Everyone was wrong. Every hedge fund everyone was wrong. Was wrong. 286 Everyone. right now, lower yields. We'll be right back here on Squawk on the Street. Taking another look at Walmart. Big winner today, up almost 5.5% after its earnings this morning. Courtney Reagan is on deck in Bentonville, Arkansas for us. Has an exclusive interview coming up. Morning, Courtney. 
Hi, good morning, Sarah. Yeah, there's no better place to be on Walmart Earnings Day than in Bentonville, Arkansas, the retailer's hometown. I'm getting ready to sit down with Walmart CEO Doug McMillan. We are going to tackle it all. We're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about the consumer inventory, back to school, you name it. We got you covered. Stay right here on Squawk on the Street. We'll be right back. Jim, what's on that tonight? Well, a company that you know very well on on. I'm very excited about it. Uh, great shoes. And, and Sonova. Yeah, and Sonova, which is also, you know, one of these companies that really is just the gigantic winner from IRA. Inflation Reduction Act, which is set to get signed into law today. Yep. And I, I have to tell you that if you're in these Sonova, Sonova's down badly today. But it's the, been up a the, lot. Every, but exactly. I mean, people just have to recognize that the market's not dumb. It runs into these kinds of things. Would you still buy on the Inflation no. Reduction Act no, catalyst? No, a solar name? No, I would not. There John other, Berger might might convince you otherwise. Well, I, look, I like, I like Tesla and IRA. Tesla, yeah, because they get the credits. It yeah, doesn't just have to be union shops Tesla's, anymore. I think Tesla acts incredibly well, given the fact that I think he's going to lose, Elon Musk is going to lose that court suit. I think Tesla's a great stock. Even though thought, you expect him to buy it I thought for Twitter. a long time. Yeah, I think he has. It's had, it's had a nice run off it the It sure lows. has. It sure has. Well, later today on Closing Bell, we've got an interview with the COO of Palantir. Don't hear from that company too often. Be sure to tune in at 3 p.m. Eastern. But up next on Squawk on the Street, big interview and exclusive with Walmart CEO Doug McMillan. That stock up more than 5% off earnings. Keep it here. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. 